Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. You can view the live stream on Facebook at Mother Miriam Live. Now, here's Mother Miriam. Hello, beloved. Good to see you. Of course, I don't see you, but I see you in my heart. I know that you're there, and I'm here, and it's such a beautiful thing that LifeSite News and Station of the Cross have done in coming together to make this possible. And of course, Station of the Cross, I've been with them for quite some time on the radio, and now the radio is still the radio. Nothing's changed except the name from Heart to Heart with Mother Miriam to Mother Miriam Live. And now because of these two wonderful apostolates who live for our King, um, we are live streamed and you can see us on Facebook, uh, the pa- Facebook um uh, from LifeSite News, from Station of the Cross, Mother Miriam Live, they put up a page. So anyway, you're able, you could watch it at any time, even on YouTube. It's just amazing. So um, we have um, gone through the 40 points that Cardinal Burke and uh, Bishop Athanasius Snyder and Bishop, um, um, oh dear, Bishop Langa, Bishop uh, Pujat, um, most from Kakistan, Russia, um, except for Cardinal Burke. Uh, he's, a, he's a wanderer um, all over the world. And Bishop Emeritus of St. Louis, where, where he first invited us to begin this new community. So um, we've gone through those 40 points, and hopefully they've clarified some confusion in our day um, about the faith. And again, you could go online and uh, download the document as I did and read it, read it through. It's not really, it's not teaching so much. It's not, not their opinions. It's straight quotes from the teaching of the church on these points on which there is confusion today. Straight teaching from the church, quoting from scripture, from encyclicals, from the church fathers, uh, from the popes of old, Uh, beautiful, beautiful, solid faith. So what I thought I would do, since it's Friday, and um, uh, we have the weekend before us, and I thought we'd start a a really thrilling new topic on Monday. Um, I thought now we say, we read all that, and we say, well, now what do we do? It's good to know these things, but what do we do? And you know, um, I'm off this weekend. Well, you you probably don't know it, but I'm off to speak at a Marian conference. Some of you might be able to come. It's a Marian family conference, and the uh, theme is Surrender Yourself to Jesus Through Mary. And so um, it is going to be um, uh, at St. Therese Parish uh, in Kansas City, Missouri. St. Therese Parish 7207 North State Route 9, Kansas City, Missouri. Uh, And if I can, uh, I'll repeat this uh, just before the end of the program today. Um, There'll be Father Casey, who is magnificent, Father Carney, um, Michael McLynn, 
uh, Don Hartley, uh, Spencer, Spencer Allen, uh, and myself. And I'm going to be giving three talks, one on um, education, what to do with our children, how do we educate our children in this world today, how do we educate them Mary's way. All right, that's really um, the only way, Mary's way. And then uh, the second talk will be um, to Jesus through Mary. And then in between, I'll be speaking at a youth track, and that talk will be um, a knowing God's will for your life. So um, you're all welcome to come. And uh, let me see if I have some of the titles here. Um, I do, but I don't think I can read them. It's a little dark. Let me see. Father Carney, do whatever he tells you. Um, Donald Hartley is speaking on the four last things. And um, then I'm speaking on education of children, Mary's way. Uh, And Spencer Allen, you can handle the truth. Michael, um, oh dear, you know what, I printed this uh, brochure out and it's very dark. Michael McLynn. And his talk is Confidence in God and Divine Mercy. And then, um, and then I'm speaking on Loving Jesus Through Mary. And then Father Casey, again, To Love Christ is to Love the Church. And then finally, Michael McClure, Mc, uh, McClin will lead us in the Divine Mercy Chaplet. Uh, tonight, it begins... Uh, begins tonight at um, a quarter of five for registration, and then it it goes through uh, nine this evening, and then tomorrow it begins at seven a.m. with the rosary, um, and ends at six uh, thirty with a mass, uh, which would be the Sunday mass. So it will be a it should be a very very beautiful time, Marian Family Conference. Uh, and uh, the theme of uh, surrendering yourself to Jesus through Mary. <clears throat> Again, St. Therese Parish, or Therese Parish, I'm not sure how they pronounce it, T-H-E-R-E-S-E, uh, 7207 North State Route 9, Kansas City, Missouri. So it's it's not, there's no charge at all. I, I'm sure they'll take up a free will donation, but there's no charge uh, it's not a matter of that you have to register beforehand. Just come. Just come. And if you come, um, we'll say hello there. We haven't met before. That'll be wonderful. So I thought, what should we speak about today? And I think the theme of this conference is exactly what we should speak about, the family. We say, what is the key to living all the truths we've been talking about this entire week and hopefully every day of our lives Um, The key is the family. The key, the family is the cell of civilization, the survival of civilization. And that's why it has been the enemy's number one target to destroy, because it's God's number one institution to build his kingdom. And what's going on today has not happened, as you know, overnight. It has not happened since Vatican II, for those who might be inclined to think that. Absolutely not. It's been going on for well over 100 years. Um, Even at the time of Our Lady of Fatima, when she predicted 
the, the devastation of our day. Um, and also, uh, when she said Russia uh, will uh, bring its evils upon the world, and at that point, nobody, Russia, nobody knew Russia. They weren't anybody's threat, but they became some so overnight, and um, communism has destroyed um, many, many nations. Uh, it's beyond me to fathom how some of our um, uh, contenders for the President of the United States are preaching communism and socialism. They see the devastation it has brought upon nations, upon people. They they are they cannot be ignorant of what's going on in Venezuela today. The absolute destruction of a nation and a people, that's the fruit of communism. Um, it's a it's a very it's an evil system. It's an evil system. Its goal is to destroy the family. Bella Dodd wrote a book called The School of Darkness. She had been in the Communist Party, and she said it was their plot to get young men, young uh, 20-year-olds or so, who were intelligent and um, very attractive, very appealing, and get them into the priesthood. Um, to destroy the church because they 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 picked men of no morals and no faith. They just presented a good picture. And Bella Dodd said that she herself put 1,200 young men into um, the church, into the seminaries, and they have no faith and no morals. And the goal was that they would become bishops and cardinals and they would destroy the church from within. The church cannot be destroyed from without, Their goal was to destroy the church from within and to destroy the family. Without the family, there's no priesthood. Without the family, there's no church. Without the family, the civilization doesn't exist. And so that was their goal. And she admitted today, and uh, she had a wonderful conversion to the Catholic Church and has said today that a number of those priests, she personally... um, uh, was responsible for getting into seminaries are now bishops and cardinals. Uh, it's been shown that Cardinal McCarrick went through that communistic system. And so the Satan's plan is to destroy the church. And you do that by destroying the family. The family is the key. Uh, no matter how you do it, through the church, through um whatever it is, television, whatever it is, you destroy the family. And so when Father John Harden was alive, and of course he's up for canonization now, um, magnificent, um, holy man of God. And um, I don't recall the year that he died, but he wrote a catechism. He was sent by the Vatican to teach Mother Teresa's sisters in India, and in teaching them, he wrote a catechism of the Catholic Church, which is, of course, very good. He's written many, many books and many, many articles, and he began the apostolate of the Marian catechists, who teach on a magnificent level all over the world, and he passed the baton to Cardinal Burke, who is now the national director of it. Um, but teaching and education is our survival. It's our survival. If we don't know our faith, we cannot pass it on to our children. There's just very little defense 
we have. Knowledge is the key to survival. We cannot live what we don't know. And so I have an article here that was written by Father John Harden um, titled The Survival of the Catholic Family. And he says in that, the Catholic family in super-developed countries like the United States is on a trial for its existence. This is not my personal opinion, he says, but the measured judgment of the Vicar of Christ. One modern Pope after another keeps warning the faithful. Now, this is prior to Pope Francis. One modern Pope after another keeps warning the faithful about the deadly struggle going on in the world today between Christ, the light of the world, and Satan, the prince of darkness. And the main focus of this struggle is the family. I've repeated the quote before from Our Lady of Fatima, who said to Lucia, one of the three seers, that the final battle will be for the family. Marriage and the family. The final battle of Satan will be for marriage and the family. Father John Harden says, where the Christian family, the Catholic Christian family, is strong, the Catholic Church is strong. Where the family is weak, the Church is weak. Where the family is struggling struggling for survival, the Church is struggling for survival. Where the Catholic family is dying, the Catholic Church in those cultures and countries is dying. And once the Catholic family, as instituted by Christ, disappears... The Church of Jesus Christ has been removed from that nation or people. My plan, says Father Hardin, for this article is to cover the following areas. First, what are the signs of disintegration of the family in Western society? Secondly, what is the strength of the Catholic family? Why is the strength of the Catholic family necessary for the restoration of a family life. And thirdly, how the Catholic family will not only survive, but thrive for the third millennium. We're not going to get through this article today, but let me um, give you the signs of disintegration. Nothing's going to be strange to you, I know that. The signs of disintegration of once flourishing family life in the Western world are so clear that only the willfully blind can fail to see them. The divorce rate in countries like the United States is astronomical. The birth rate is below survival level. That means more people are dying than being born. With zero and less than zero population ratios becoming commonplace, millions of couples are simply cohabiting Without exchanging marriage marriage vows, contraception has been reduced to an exact science, and infidelity has become a fine art. Fornication is no longer considered a sin, and sexual lovemaking in courtship is minutely described in sex education programs indoctrinating millions of children and young people in our schools. Father Hardin is writing this before transgenderism was taught uh, beginning with kindergarten. Kindergarten. And younger than that, preschools. 
Homosexuality, Father says, condemned by St. Paul in sacred scripture as excluding its practitioners from the kingdom of heaven is becoming a world plague. Well, it is a world plague now. Sodom and Gomorrah are being defended not only by society, but by legislators, psychologists, and may God forgive them, by some theologians who dare to call themselves Christian. Abortion as the deliberate murder of unborn human beings is not only legalized, but we may say legislated. And now those who oppose this murder of the innocents are persecuted, imprisoned, and treated like enemies of society. So the litany of disintegration of family life goes on until after the recitation of each of these crimes, we can only pray, Lord, have mercy on us. Lord, have mercy on us. Beloved, we cannot just say we will keep away from these things. We will remove our children from transgender studies. Well, it's becoming that you cannot do that. You might be able to get your children out of some sex edge classes, sex ed classes, but you cannot remove them from the study of transgenderism, lesbianism, homosexuality, um, same-sex marriage. You can't remove them from that. They're going to be taught that. And the parents have no choice and no say. Why Catholic families are necessary, Father Hardin says, in the face of such massive breakdown of the family, is there any sanity left anywhere? What began as a plague in Western countries has now penetrated into Asia, Africa, and Australia. Well, as of this writing, it's way beyond that. Does anyone anywhere still believe that the family is not out of date? That a lifetime marriage commitment is still desirable? That a loving community of father, mother, and children is not a starry ideal in fairy books, but a reality on which alone human society can exist? Does anyone still believe this? Yes, and beyond this yes is the principal message I, Father says, wish to share with you. Family life, truly authentic, stable, single, no, stable family life is still believed in by the Catholic Church, and I will add to that, all true Catholics. Anyone who says they're Catholic and they can live a stable family life as two homosexuals living together is either in an out-and-out lie or they are utterly corrupted and deceived. You cannot be Catholic and be living in any homosexual relationship whatsoever. Whatsoever. Let me be clearer, Father Hardin says. It is still professed by those who believe that the Catholic Church was founded by Jesus Christ, who said that if a man puts away his wife and marries another, he commits adultery. And if a woman puts away her husband and marries another... She commits adultery. No longer is that only not taught today, but it's also taught that whoever marries a wife and puts 
her away or a husband and puts him away and marries another can receive communion. It's an abomination. It's not the teaching of God, beloved. No matter who says it, it's not the teaching of God. It is still professed that the Catholic Church was founded by Christ. Who said, let the children come to me? And who told us to become like little children? For of such is the kingdom of heaven. Family life is still believed by those who recognize the Bishop of Rome as the Vicar of Christ, and by those who accept Humanae Vitae as the unchangeable and infallible teaching of Christ. Now, to be Catholic, you must recognize the Bishop of Rome, that's the Holy Father, the Pope, as the Vicar of Christ. But you must not follow a word he says when it goes against Catholic teaching. We need to repeat this every single day. The Pope is not infallible. He is not without sin. He is not without error. He is only protected from error. When he teaches a matter that is binding of faith and morals, uh, climate change has nothing to do with faith and morals and other such things. When he teaches a matter of faith and morals that is binding on the faithful, in that instance only, it's not that he speaks absolute truth. He does for the reason that the gift of infallibility, by that gift, the Holy Spirit protects him from error. If he's going to say something that's in error, the Holy Spirit stops him, protects us protects him from speaking error, and therefore God continues to lead his church into all truth until the end of time. But if the Holy Father says, if you're divorced and remarried without a, uh, having received a decree of nullity and all of that, you can receive Holy Communion in any circumstance. It is wrong. And you will be guilty of a mortal sin. And you will not be able to say to our Lord, but Pope, The Pope said it's okay. You can say that, but you will not be excused. You are accountable for knowing your faith. And there are many, many bishops out there, good bishops, bishops who are not afraid to speak and to write, like Bishop Athanasius Snyder, like Cardinal Burke, and the two other, the Cardinal and the Archbishop, that wrote that document. Not afraid to speak. They care more about souls than position, but they realize that they will be accountable for their vocation and their position before God. And woe be to them, as St. Paul said, woe be to me if I don't preach the gospel. There's plenty, there's the catechism. There are plenty, canon law. If you don't know how to find things, you could call uh, Catholic Answers, uh, EWTN, um, um, oh, so many, so many good, good sites where you can get tremendous information. You can look up canon law yourself. You can look up the encyclicals of the holy popes of old. You can look up many, many documents on the church, on marriage, on the Holy Eucharist, all of that, that no one has any excuse for not knowing and living the truth. Nobody Maybe if you're a third world country and you've never had your language put in words and you don't know these things, that's another matter. But you still have the law of God in your heart. 
you still have a conscience. And if you violate that conscience, you are in trouble before God. And if someone says, well, I, my conscience tells me abortion is okay, and the church tells me not to violate my conscience, um, I will say to you, your conscience is in error. And unless your conscience, you should not violate your conscience, but unless your conscience is in line with church teaching, your conscience will lead you to hell. Truth is truth, and you have no right. Truth is God himself, and you have no right to go against it. You have a right to sin. People say God gave us free will. Of course he did. He gave us free will to do what is right. Free will to follow him. Not to sin, not to do what is wrong. Um... Family Life, Father Harden says, is still believed by those who know that Jesus Christ is alive and present in the Holy Eucharist, that through the Mass, the Holy Communion, and the Blessed Sacrament, He is giving to us the grace to remain chaste before marriage, practice chastity and charity, without which family life is only a starry dream. Well, obviously we didn't get through this paper Um, Maybe we'll continue next week before we head on to a different subject. God bless you, beloved. Live the faith with your whole heart. Call in with anything on your heart or mind, toll-free or text at 1-877-511-5483 or email at mother at thestationofthecross.com. And we'll be right back. Catholic Radio is an important resource for teaching the Catholic faith. Through devotionals, apologetics, and call-in shows, our listeners are provided with education, inspiration, and encouragement. We look to faithful listeners like you to help us keep going strong. While we are very grateful for the donations we receive now, planned gifts ensure the Station of the Cross can continue for future generations. Your gift can make an eternal difference. To find out more about making a planned gift, please call us at 1-877-888-6279. That's 1-877-888-6279. You may also speak with your lawyer or financial advisor. Thank you for your generosity to Catholic Radio. Tune in weekdays from 6 to 7 a.m. Eastern Time for Sermons for Everyday Living, a program that brings you real sermons from real priests on topics important to you and your faith. Visit thestationofthecross.com for details. Prayer of Deliverance Almighty God and Father, we beg Thee through the intercession and help of the Archangels St. Michael, Raphael, and Gabriel for the deliverance of our brothers and sisters who are enslaved by the evil one from anxiety, sadness, and obsessions. We implore Thee, deliver us, O Lord. From hatred, fornication, and envy. We implore thee, deliver us, O Lord. From thoughts of jealousy, rage, and death. We implore thee, deliver us, O Lord. From every thought of suicide and abortion. We implore thee, deliver us, O Lord. 
from every form of sinful sexuality. We implore thee, deliver us, O Lord, from every division in our family and every harmful friendship. We implore thee, deliver us, O Lord, from every sort of spell, malefice, witchcraft, and every form of the occult. We implore thee, deliver us, O Lord. Thou who said, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you, grant that through the intercession of the Virgin Mary we may be liberated from every demonic influence and enjoy thy peace always. In the name of Christ our Lord, amen. Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. Welcome back, beloved, and good to be back with you. And now we have a whole half hour all to ourselves for you to call in with anything on your heart. You can be anonymous, uh, anything you, you wish. The issue is the matter of your heart, and it's toll-free at one eight seven seven five one one five four eight three. You may email at mother at the station of the cross dot com. Excuse me, um, mother at the station of the cross dot com. And you may text at the toll-free number as well. I think we we do. We have a call on the line from Thomas in California. Hi, Thomas. Hi, Mother. Good morning. How are you? Oh, I'm terrific. How about you? I'm fine. Thank you. Good. Uh, I I had a couple of questions for you, if I may. Uh, The first one is, have you heard of the Association of Hebrew Catholics? I have heard of it in particular because my brother is its president. Oh, wow. My brother is president of the Association of Hebrew Catholics all over the world. His headquarters are in St. Louis. So definitely, definitely, I have heard of that. It's on the web as HebrewCatholic.net. Very cool, very cool. Um, Well, in that case, I was uh, wondering, because the association promotes the celebration of uh, Jewish holidays, Mm -hmm. and uh, objectively, I have, like, nothing wrong inherently with that, but I just wonder, wouldn't it, for Catholics celebrating Jewish holidays, wouldn't that be considered um, syncretism, or is that different because, um, uh, you know, Catholicism kind of descended from the original uh, Jewish uh, religion? Tell me what you... I know what syncretism means, but tell me what you mean by that as applied to Catholics celebrating Jewish holidays. <clears throat> right. Uh, so um, it's like, uh, from what I understand, it's like, uh, like a, uh, her- uh, it's a heresy uh, where uh, basic- uh, uh, basically like you're mixing re- uh, religions up. So like, for example, like, uh, I don't know, in the Caribbean, like the voodoo uh, um, Okay, I got like you. And- All right. Okay. Yeah. The answer is no, it is not. <clears throat> you said that it is the roots of our faith. There is nothing Catholic that has not come from the Jewish faith, as God gave it, not as it uh, is today, uh, which is a post-Messianic um, uh, Judaism. It's not the Judaism of the rabbis who uh, did things a little differently after Christ, th- those who didn't believe. But um, no, it's not syncretism. Um, in that way at all. <clears throat> if you can think of the caterpillar into the butterfly, they are not, in a sense, they're two different creatures. But 
the butterfly would not exist without the caterpillar. The butterfly is the full flowering of the caterpillar. The caterpillar caterpillar needs to go through a metamorphosis. It has to die, which is what happens in the cocoon. Um, And then it comes out a new creature. And that's what Paul says in the scripture, talking to the Jewish people. If anyone's in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things pass away, all things become new. And they do. So when Jewish people... Now, would there be anything wrong with the butterfly celebrating its birth as a caterpillar, you know, uh, celebrating uh, certain things that their mother taught them growing up as caterpillars. No, there's nothing wrong with that because every single thing leads to Christ. Catholics, let me just say Jewish converts. We could talk about other converts. Jewish converts, um, they really, in a sense, they have converted but Roy Shulman, uh, who had been an Orthodox Jew and is Catholic now, he won't call himself a convert. He'll call himself an entrant into the Catholic Church because the most Jewish thing a Jew could do is to be Catholic. And the Jews today who don't believe are waiting for the Messiah. And when the Messiah comes, it's going to be the most Jewish thing to do to believe in him. Do they need to convert? Yes, from unbelief to belief. Do they need to find out all that their belief now means and asks of them and all of that. Of course they do. But here is a huge example, Thomas. The Passover, every year, the Jewish people sitting down to the Passover to free them from slavery from the Egyptians for over 400 years has been fulfilled, and with the sacrifice of a lamb, has been fulfilled in the true Passover lamb who freed us not from slavery from Egypt, but slavery to sin. The one pointed to the other. And we, so many uh, Catholics, they go to the Mass, they go to the, receive the Eucharist, they're grateful for it, they believe. But if they understood really their identity and how the Mass came about and what it is the fulfillment of, they'd be they'd be ecstatic for the depth of the treasure that they have in their faith. Pope Benedict wrote, I forget in which book now, that um, he believes every Catholic should celebrate the Passover, not to mock the Jewish feast, not to call the Jewish feast their own as the Jews celebrate it, but to celebrate their heritage, because it was the Jews who gave Christ to the world. And so... Um, there are so many things in the Passover that everything, I shouldn't say, everything points to Christ. If you want to see a magnificent Catholic celebration of the Passover, which is um, the Mass is the Passover fulfilled in the Passover Lamb. If you want to see how that can be done reverently, respectfully, approved by the Catholic Church, by Cardinal Burke and other prelates, go to HebrewCatholic.net. Go to the Association of Hebrew Catholics, and you can look up a Passover Haggadah. Haggadah is Hebrew for story, the retelling, and you can download it for free. As far as I know, you can download it for free. It is magnificent, and it shows the history of our faith and its development and its fulfillment in Christ. It's truly magnificent, and again, Pope Benedict XVI said every Catholic home should understand that Passover and its fulfillment in Christ. So um, if the Jewish people celebrate Purim, 
uh, which is their survival under um, uh, King Ahasuerus and uh, Haman. Uh, the Book of Esther is the story. Um, when Esther risked her life to save the Jews, the word God is not even in the Book of Esther, and it's one of the greatest stories uh, of how God used uh, a single woman and her uncle to save an entire nation. It's fantastic. Now, is there a fulfillment of that in the in the new covenant? Uh, not directly. I mean, you can you can certainly make a case for a, a certain fulfillment. It's typology, but my goodness, if you have a Jewish heritage, that is your heritage. That is your people to celebrate Hanukkah, which Jesus did in the new covenant. To celebrate all that is to give praise to God for what he's done and that he brought the Messiah to the world, which everything promised. So it's not as two religions. Thomas, dear one, I want to make one more point. Can you hang on till after the break? Of course, Mother. Thank you. Okay. Okay, hold on. And anyone else, feel free to call in during our break with anything on your heart. Uh, Toll free or text at 1-877-511-5483 or email at mother at thestationofthecross.com. We'll be right back, beloved. This is Father Jacek Mazur. Please join me in a prayer to St. Kateri Tekakwitha, St. Kateri, Lily of the Mohawks. We come to seek your intercession in our present need. We admire the virtues that adorned your soul, love of God and neighbor, humility, obedience, and the spirit of sacrifice. Help us to imitate your example in our life. Pray to God for us and help us. Amen. In St. Faustina's diary we read, Adore my soul, the mercy of the Lord, for this you have been chosen by him to spread the glory of his mercy. Learn more about St. Faustina and Divine Mercy on one of our most beloved shows. Stream episodes of Divine Mercy in My Soul right on your iCatholic Radio app or download the podcasts at iCatholicRadio.com. If you're new to iCatholic Radio, welcome to the free mobile app of the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network. It's available for download to your Android and Apple mobile devices. If you have any questions about your new app, please contact us at thestationofthecross.com or 1-877-888-6279. That's thestationofthecross.com or 1-877-888-6279. Through your new app, you can listen to podcasts of shows, conference talks, and prayers. View our programming grid, call us directly, and check out our mobile website. You can even learn how you can promote iCatholic Radio in your community. Connect with us through social media and financially support the programming you love. That's all available on your iCatholic Radio mobile app. Thank you for joining our iCatholic Radio family, proclaiming the fullness of truth with clarity and charity.
Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. Hi, beloved. Um, good to be back with you. We are on the line with Thomas from California. Are you there? Uh, still there, dear brother? Uh, yes, Mother, I am. Okay. Um, just a point here, as I'm speaking about the legitimacy of Jewish people celebrating Jewish feasts. Now, if they, uh, who are converts to Catholicism, um, if they celebrate, let's say, Purim with Haman in the Old Testament, the um, and, and so forth, um, as as their holiday celebrating um, or Hanukkah, the dedication of the temple when it was destroyed by Antiochus and all of that. It, it's their history. There's nothing wrong with them celebrating that. It doesn't deny Christ at all. Christ himself brought, because he was born under the Old Covenant, Hanukkah is Hebrew for dedication. He, in the Gospel of John, celebrated the Feast of Dedication, and with all the menorahs led all over Jerusalem, pointed to himself and said, I am the light of the world. That doesn't negate the magnificent story in Second Maccabees of Judas Maccabeus and his brothers saving, again, the nation, the liturgy, and the people, God's honor. See, so if... But I want to add this note, dear Thomas, um... If we do something like that, it cannot be done poorly or offensively. How can we celebrate? How do Catholics celebrate, let's just say, the Passover in an offensive way? It, 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 they will if they celebrate it as the unbelieving Jewish people, unbelieving in Christ, do today. Because the Jewish people, especially if they're Orthodox, sit down to the Passover. They're genuinely have a chair for Messiah, to precede the uh, chair for Elijah, to precede the Messiah. Um, they are waiting for Mashiach, for the Messiah to come. And everything points to him in yet the unfulfillment of his promises. If we do that, then we are, um, we're really betraying the Jewish people and God, because we know that the story is, is uh, uh, now complete and fulfilled as, as much as it was fulfilled in the first coming of the Savior. And so um, we must celebrate it, if we do, uh, as Christians now, as uh, those who believe in the Jewish Messiah and the church he founded, it becomes our history, our heritage. If a child is adopted into a family, um, are they prevented from learning how the parents got married and the history of their brothers and sisters, and maybe they come from Poland, the history of the family? No, they don't remain strangers. They want to they know everything. They want to learn everything. They want to get it into their blood. They want to be not a visitor or guest. They want to be one of them. Truly, it's their family. They should learn all that. That's not a betrayal. That's a magnificent enrichment to their identity now. Same thing. When we are brought into the body of Christ, we are adopted into his body. And um, as Jews, we're, we're uh, 
uh, it's our heritage uh, as as Gentiles, as the nations. Uh, it's we are adopted sons and daughters of God into the root that is Israel, and we want to do every. We want, it's our heritage now. It's our family. It's our history. We need to read the entire Old Testament from Genesis on. Learn what God has done. The church didn't pop out of nowhere, and we need to learn who we are and to celebrate the Jewish feasts is a matter of celebrating what God did to our ancestors uh, in the family he's brought us into. It's it's a magnificent thing, but do it. It needs to be done well and properly, and again, showing how this God fulfilled his promises uh, in Christ. It's very, very important that it be done well, and which is why I say if you want to see an example of it being done well, um, uh, you can go to HebrewCatholic.net and download the Passover Haggadah, um, and uh, you can see th- the entire uh, service, the Passover service in Hebrew and English, um, and its fulfillment in Christ. And that can be celebrated. Often, I've seen this, it's celebrated in church parishes, and it's really, I don't, I've not seen one done well. It's very poor. And it doesn't do honor to God, and it offends the Jewish people, and it should offend them. It's a very joyful but sacred situation. And it just can't be done as a little sample history lesson that has no effect or meaning today anymore. It's, yeah, that would be false. It needs to be done, and for my matter, um, it needs to be done in the home, it, just as the Passover was in the home, and invite people in and have a sacred, beautiful meal and learn how to do it well. Okay, Thomas, anything else, dear one? Oh, uh, yeah, I'm still here. So uh, then would it be, I feel like, because I'm, I'm a cradle Catholic, but I yeah. uh, have no Jewish descent uh, in me that I know of. So would it be okay as me as just like a regular uh, cradle Catholic, even though I'm, I couldn't, I don't know if I could, uh, I'm pretty sure I couldn't call myself a Hebrew ca- uh, uh, Catholic, but I could still celebrate uh, braid it with um, uh, Hebrew Catholics or just even by, uh, by myself if I wanted Absolutely. to. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, when I met Mother Angelica, she said to me, uh, she said, I'm Jewish. I said, Mother, I thought you were Italian. She said, no, I'm Jewish. I receive Jewish blood every day. Very good, Mother. Very good. You see? Um, So don't say you don't have the heritage. Um, Everyone who is not Jewish, which are the majority of people in the world, when they come into the Catholic Church, they are grafted in to the root that is Israel. You are now part of Israel, fulfilled in the Messiah. What is the Catholic Church? The Catholic Church is Israel, fulfilled in its Messiah, who came through Israel, for Israel, for the whole world. The world wasn't plan B. It was always plan A. God formed a people for himself through whom he would bring the Messiah, meaning anointed one, the Redeemer, the Savior of the world. He came through the Jews for the Jews for the whole world. And you're a little wandering orphan on the earth spiritually. And you're found, and uh, the spirit of the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob is poured into you, and you are now grafted in to God's people, to his family, which is now 
Judaism become Catholicism because rather than confined to a certain people at a certain place and time, it is now Catholic, universal, all over the world. People need to understand what the Catholic Church is, and they need to understand why there is salvation in no one else. That makes sense. Um, So just to differentiate, uh, since we're uh, descended from the uh, Jewish faith, like we uh, couldn't, just for example, celebrate like, I don't know, um, like Hinduism or some, uh, some, uh, Hinduism holidays or something uh, like that. That would be a more syncretism, yeah? Well, it would just be false. It wouldn't be syncretism. It would be idolatry. Okay, cool, cool. I just wanted to uh, to clarify. Perfect. Well, thank you very much, Mother. This has uh, been very informative. I'm glad, Thomas. God bless you, dear one. God bless you. We have Michael from San Fernando Valley on the line, California. Hi, Michael. <clears throat> Good morning, Mother Miriam. How are you? I'm all right, and I lived in San Fernando Valley as an evangelical Protestant trying to save Catholics for 14 years. Help. Well, the question is, who saved who, all right? Who saved who? What do you mean? Yeah, the, well, the question is, like, uh, you, you tried to save Oh, Catholics, Catholics saved Catholics me. Saved of course you. they did. Of course. Blessed be God forever. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Thank you. Oh, yeah, yes. Well, nice, nice, to, nice to speak with you again, Mother Miriam. I have a quick question. Uh, yes. Um, so uh, I teach catechism to teenagers, and um, I've always had a question, and I was speaking with my deacon last night, and he asked, I asked him the question, and he was not really too sure how to answer, so that's why I'm calling you. Um, can we consider the Jewish faith a religion? Yes. It's God's okay. religion. Okay. It's the only religion that God gave now flowered into Catholicism. The only religion. Okay. There's, a, there's a false teaching going around that God wills other religions. He wills nothing but the religion he gave to the people he formed for himself. Judaism is the religion in its fullness, it's Catholicism. And the fullness is Catholicism because uh, the because of the Lamb of God, correct? Uh, correct. Who said, yes. I did okay, not come wonderful. to abolish the law, but to fulfill. Fulfill it, exactly. So when I'm teaching the catechism to my teenagers, can it, it is, is it pro- appropriate to say that there are two religions, or can I just say one religion and then one religion fulfilled? How would I pr- propose that to the children? There's one religion, not two. There's one religion that God gave to the people as he formed Israel. He came to fulfill his promises when the Spirit was poured out on Pentecost. And the disciples, the Jewish disciples on which the church was founded, were told to spread the gospel to the ends of the earth. There is no other religion but Catholicism. So Judaism, fulfilled in Catholicism, is the religion that God has given Judaism, apart from Catholicism, is uh, not a religion into itse- unto itself that is accepted apart from Messiah. So how do we say there's one religion which is Catholicism. Judaism is the root of that, the root. Wonderful. which is, is the root which has been filled fulfilled in Christ, in his church, but some people have not followed through to the fulfillment. And so it is, um, they are in a religion God gave that has been fulfilled, which they didn't follow. So anything without Christ 
is is not a legitimate religion. But we need to separate Judaism because it is the root. Um, and the uh, Romans uh, chapter 11 uh, says it very well, um, that God has set... Uh, put, uh, blindness has come upon part of Israel for a time until the fullness of Gentiles is in. So... Judaism fulfilled in Catholicism is the religion, the only religion God has given. And yet the Jews who don't yet believe are not cast aside. And it's not accepted as a religion by itself. But a blindness has come upon them until God will again deal with them to bring them to faith. In fact, um, in fact, Michael, if any Jew who even calls himself an Orthodox Jew says that he lives Judaism today, it is impossible because no one could fulfill the Jewish law without the sacrificial system. And since 70 Uh AD, there's no temple. It's been destroyed. There are no sacrifices. There's no sacrificial system. And it's impossible to live Judaism today apart from its fulfillment in the Catholic Church. Wow. Okay. Okay. Because one of my dear friends is a Jewish rabbi, a young guy, um, and he is very holy, very orthodox, and he's taught me really, really a lot into the Jewish faith about good. what is, uh, and he is a fantastic man, so that's what's really led me on a, a really good search to look for the the root, as you said, so that is pr- uh, very, very nice. And let me mention um, something. One? Yeah, go ahead. Go sure. ahead. Go ahead. Well, well I, I was going to ask you about denominations. This the quick. Uh, um, I was told. I was also corrected last night, saying that um, every church outside of the every uh, church outside of the Catholic Church is considered a denomination and not a church itself. Is that correct? No, it's not a denomination, and it's not a church, um, because those who consider theirs their churches denominations. Uh, of Christianity, I was in a non-denominational church for years. I was in the denomination of non-denominationalism. Um, <laughs> the, they, they think the Catholic Church is a denomination. It is not. It is the church Christ founded. Now, what about in the, in the days of the Hebrews before Christ? There are people who would practice everything outside of Judaism. Some Jews themselves went off and uh, offered strange things. Uh, it's not a denomination. God put them to death. It's false. It, there, okay. If you say denomination, it needs to be a denomination of something. It needs to come from something. It doesn't come from the Catholic Church. There is no, the Catholic Church is not a denomination. There is no denomination of the Catholic Church. There are people who have left the Catholic Church and they're heretics. But there is no denomination. Denomination would make it a little bit authentic. Understood. Understood. Thank you very much, Mother. Okay. All right, Michael. Bless you, dear one. Bless you. Thank you. Thank you, Mother. And for your rabbi, get get, um, Salvation is from the Jews by Roy Shulman and get um, Honey from the Rock, edited by Roy Shulman. Honey Honey from the Rock. Honey about the Rock from the Rock, yes. Honey from the Rock. Uh, published by Ignatius Press uh, and Salvation is from the Jews. It'd be wonderful since that rabbi is helping you for you to give him those two books and say, would you let me know what you think of these? Don't give it to him. Loan them to him. Okay? For sure. Okay. Okay. All right, Michael. God bless you. John from Kentucky, I'm sorry that... um, 
Uh, oh, I, we don't have time to answer your question today, but we'll, if you can call in again on Monday, we'll do that. Okay. Um, God bless you all. <laughs>